The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> I'm your host, Tim Deal Double G. <laughs> and tonight we have a full house for our 2017 Year End Award show. Yeah! Back in the seats. Joining us after a lengthy hiatus is at PCN underscore dirt. Ladies, ladies, please. Come on, ladies. <laughs> That's the, the fakest applause I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> it's real. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. We also had the man behind the sound effects at agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? And also with us is at RoddyCat on Twitter. Let's get into this. All right. So, of course, make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book Reviews and News. Follow us on our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. And while you're doing that, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. And remember, we're a part of the CSPN Media. Go to CSPN.us. Do it today. And make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. We record live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can watch by going to theclicknation.com forward slash live. And if you're talking comic books on social media, make sure to use the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CBCron to join in the conversation. All right, so 2017 was uh, another year in the books for comic books and uh, assorted media as far as TV, movies, animation. So, of course, we have to recap everything. And our first category for tonight is going to be Most Disappointing Comic Book TV Show. Yeah, we start off on the, on the best notes. So... Um, <laughs> not even with comic books, but on comic book TV shows. Yeah. So, uh, my nominee for this is uh, Inhumans on ABC because that just came and went like you know, it was just a forget a forget a comet that just burned out you know within like two seconds of it being on air. It's kind of a it was kind of I don't want to say set up to fail, but it feels like like it just came out the gate it was just all sorts of wrong with it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, kind of became a self fulfilling prophecy. It came, it came and went, and was horrible from our accounts. Yeah, I think I think Roddy hit the nail on the head. I don't think they gave it their all and gave it to the wrong people to to work on, and they made it a TV movie when it was supposed to have been, uh, you know, a feature film, and it just was downhill from there. It was so bad that it even beat out Iron Fist. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Damn. 
I'm almost ashamed to admit I have not seen either one of them. Oh, damn. That totally was right. Oh my I've God. seen more episodes of Iron Fist than I have of Inhumans. I, I have to agree like with three that. to one and a half, I think. That's episodes of um, Inhumans. I actually finished Iron Fist. I could not bring myself to finish Inhumans. Doug, what was your nominee? <laughs> well, I, I will say I did watch the Inhumans movie, the IMAX uh, movie, so I was disappointed on a very big screen. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, my, my most disappointing comic book-based TV show this year was The Tick on Amazon um, because the, the Tick is, is a character that my daughter really loves, and I was really looking forward to watching the show with her, and I was really excited. And what they gave us was a show full of F-bombs and people getting blown away left and right and, you know, giblets flying everywhere. And, uh, and there might have been some nudity a couple spots. I, don't, I just remember watching it, trying to watch it in the comic book store one day, and it got to a point, and I was just like, uh, we have to turn this off. Like, we cannot have this running in the store. Uh, it is not for, uh, you know, public display, much less than at home watching it with my nine-year-old daughter. So uh, I was super disappointed in, in how it turned out. And uh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gone back to watch any more of it. It's just like, wow. okay, well, this is not what I wanted, so I'm not even going to bother. I did not know that was even, you know, in the working for, you know, like that was in the plans for uh, this particular version of the tick. I remember well, I think it I think it was one of their um what are they called pilot season yeah, shows. Yeah, and so they do like eight or nine different pilots for different shows and just whoever whichever one gets the most watch uh, time on uh, Amazon Prime, that's one that becomes a series or the top 3 or, you know, however it goes. But uh but yeah, super disappointed with that one. That's it. All right. So, so we can move from the worst to the best. And seeing as how I don't watch any comic-based TV shows, <laughs> this one out. But for all you guys, talk about what was your favorite uh, comic book TV show this year. Well, two of us had the same pick, uh, and that would be Agent Seventy and myself. And that was Marvel's The Punisher on Netflix. Yep, which was surprisingly very good. I liked it. I liked it. I, I think Bernthal's uh, portrayal of uh, Frank Castle is pretty good, although um, he does a lot of and I'm just like, oh, come on, man. That's not Frank Castle. But, uh, you know, it, otherwise, uh, I thought the storyline was fairly solid and uh, the acting was pretty good. I piggyback on that. It, it definitely took me by surprise. It, and I think it's one of the few Netflix series that didn't have a dragging middle point. I thought it, it sort of did, but I think the dragging middle point was better than most. Stayed very consistent, so kudos for that. Which I guess the Punisher being a breakout of, of season two of Daredevil, I guess it, it's not surprised that it kind of showed up and did its thing. Still haven't watched it yet either, so I can't. Uh, that's why I couldn't weigh in on that one. But for myself, I picked The Flash. Kind of almost not necessarily this because it's my favorite, because it's been the most consistent between that and like Supergirl. Um, have been like the most consistently enjoyable shows. But I picked The Flash because that one's kind of just you know. There, there's been a few, few clunkers on on uh, Supergirl, but uh, Flash has just been a consistently good show. Still, you know, still to this day. Yeah. Well, I, there's I think, a couple of I need to do, uh, catch up on, but yeah. I, I think my biggest problem with a lot of these shows, um, and even the Netflix ones seem to do this. You were talking about the low point in the middle of the season. It's a lot of the shows that I have been watching, like Westworld. Um, great show, a genre show, but it's a show where it has ten episodes, and each episode means something. And if you're watching something like a sitcom, they can just kind of meander around. It doesn't really matter what happens that week because you're just there for the jokes, whatever. Um, but when I watch a lot of these comic shows and I, I try to watch them, uh, it just seems like they have to fill so many episodes. So they have like 
five to ten minutes of important stuff, like towards the beginning or the end, and the rest of the episode just feels like filler. Um, and it's it's a problem I have with just you know dramas on TV in general, uh, the way they work. Um, I, I'd much rather if if they were going to do um, you know another Netflix series based on something new. Like, don't try to string it out to twelve episodes or fifteen episodes. Like, if it's if it's if it works as six or it works as eight, just do six or eight. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to fill. Like, say, you know, oh, we have to have twenty three hours worth, or you know, whatever it is. It's like, don't. Just as good as the story is, that's as far as you need to let it run. And that's how a lot of British TV shows uh, are actually done. You get you know, like six to twelve episodes, you know, per year, or sometimes every two years. Um, because it's just the quality that they want to put out as opposed to trying to churn through that schedule of we have to have so many hours of TV on. And I think that's my biggest problem is, like, I tried watching Flash, I tried watching Supergirl, but I just get, you know, three or four episodes into it, and I'm just like, eh, I just, you know, I don't want to waste another 20 hours on this. I'm, you know, I'd rather, you know, watch, there's other stuff I want to do and stuff I want to watch. Is that a is that a symptom of maybe the old syndication um uh, a quota that some shows used to, I think still have where they have to air a certain number of episodes before they can enter syndication. And, you know, if you think about it, like think of, think of like the really big shows that you'll see on those um, syndicate, you know, like uh, in syndication on networks, like friends, you know, like how many episodes did they churn out to hit that particular mark? And then after that it was kind of gravy for the producers of the show. That might not be yeah. the I, I, stuff, but network stuff. The network stuff so much, you know, much more than the Netflix stuff. But yeah, probably with network stuff, definitely. But even with Netflix, I kind of felt like a lot of those shows, they get to that middle point and they're like, well, you know, we want to pad it out a little bit more. We want to have more episodes. And and that may also go towards, you know, the DVD, Blu-ray sales. Right. We want to have enough to justify another disc or, you know, whatever on there. That's a good point. Yeah. All, right. All right. All right. President Bartlett. Watch next. Most disappointing comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, we could have made this. See, we could have made this a clean sweep. Uh, it wouldn't have been anyway. <laughs> so three of us had Justice League and Doug had. Okay, so the line between Lucasfilm and Disney and Marvel has become so muddled uh, at this point that I'm counting Star Wars as a, it's definitely a genre film, but I'm counting it as a comic book movie because it's going to be lumped all together anyway as far as merchandising and going to Comic-Cons and whatever. Right. Um, and that being said, like, there was a time, probably about uh, eight years ago, I broke my pinky toe about six times in one year, and I would say that was more enjoyable than sitting through The Last Jedi. Oh, no! Man, he's... <laughs> this keeps getting more interesting. <laughs> Dang! See, that's probably the harshest review I've heard of uh, The Last Jedi, because I know... and, and Some stuff that I've seen. Because, you know, I mean, I know my own personal review, and I, I think I made this clear on the show, that I walked out of it kind of kind of in between, you know, a lot of, you know, in between a lot of different, you know, feelings about it, not necessarily, you know, positive, not necessarily negative, just very much in between. So it's always, it's always surprising to hear, like, the really, really uh, negative uh, reviews on it. it. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, we don't have to have a, you know, a two-hour discussion <laughs> on that again. Like, I know you guys already covered it on the show, but... I, I, I seriously walked out of that movie thinking, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater for another Star Wars movie if they if they look like they're going to follow what this is. Like, mm-hmm. I'll wait until they come out on home video. I dislike this movie so much. There were so many plot holes, so many threads dropped from the last movie to this movie, so many things that just, 
you know, your plan doesn't make sense. I got to come up with my own plan. And then they're like, no, the plan will work. The plan, well, the plan might work because you use Jedi mind tricks to make me believe it. And then the plan doesn't work. You know, it's like they spend so much time and energy on these things that just pan out to be absolutely nothing uh, in the film. And I just like, I, I just walked out. My, my wife and I both looked at each other. And we just had this look like, like when, you know, when you're in the car and you're driving and someone farts, but it's silent and you're not exactly sure. Like, you know, was it, was that you? Was that who, like, you smell that, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's, we both had that look on our face as we walked out of the theater. It was awful. <laughs> Doug with the hot takes. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Send all hate mail to dirt at popculturenetwork.com. <laughs> We know that Last Jedi is not actually a comic book movie, but we let it slide for some reason, and there you go. Send all hate mail to Doug. <laughs> hey, we got footage to numbers, numbers sometimes. <laughs> Category, so... You know, we were, we were arguing over what constitutes a penciler versus an artist, so, <laughs> you know... We, we, we fudge stuff, so <laughs> it's gonna happen. I stayed out of that one. I was listening to that. I was like, I'm not jumping in this one. Oh, mercy. So, so just... For- for favorite comic book movie, okay. so we're all over the well, not quite all over the place. I just varying opinions. Yeah, I mean, none of the bad picks. No. Well, okay. Uh, to be fair, Roddy and Tim, I have not seen that movie, so I can't comment. Sure. Yeah. So, Actually so watched, go ahead and let them know what was what was your movie. It was Thor Ragnarok for Roddy and I. Mm-hmm. Because it just so happened to be the most well, it's pretty much the most. Definitely the most fun of this year, and out of, uh, and out of the Marvel movies, probably the most fun. Um, a bit light in spots, but you know, it's it was still fun, and um, there was a lot of uh, comedic chops for one Chris. And overall, it's pretty much a well done movie, like the uh, well shot movie and all that kind of good mess. So, and Agent Seventy's pick was Spider Man Homecoming. I just had a ton of fun watching this. Um, you know, I I thought I I think the uh, the casting of Tom Holland is so spot on. There's a uh, uh, you know the the character of uh, Ned Lee kind of hits a little too close to home. Although everyone keeps telling me you were never that big, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, other other than that, I mean, it was just it was, it was just a, uh, uh, to me uh, so much fun to watch. Um, you know, I, w- I, I came close to picking Thor Ragnarok. I had my own qualms about it, but it's because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan of the, uh, the Simonson storylines that they took from that seeing it on stage, the way they portrayed it just didn't sit right with me. But, you know, I, I, I liked Thor Ragnarok very, very much. And I, I almost picked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, but the whole his dad, his ego, that just, that was... I, like, I can kind of understand why they would make the decision to do that, to have someone who's a lot bigger than just, you know, his dad being the king of a... But I still kind of... Like, it just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Um, but I did pick Wonder Woman. Um, and that movie, that was just fantastic from start to finish. Uh, it's one of those movies that's filled with people where every time they turn around and talk to somebody, you're like, oh, that's that that guy from that thing with the, you know... That's that lady who was in the thing with the guy with the thing, you know... Um, and it was just so much fun. And even though it was long, like I, I didn't see it in theaters because I knew it was long and I, and I just, you know, it's so hard to say, okay, well I got to set aside three hours in the theater plus the you know half hour getting in and getting in and the half hour getting home and whatever that I never saw it in the theater. But so I watched it here at home, but it never felt to me like it really dragged, uh, you know, maybe if I watched it the second time, it probably would cause I know it's coming, but watching it, you know, it was just, I couldn't believe how action packed and how awesome it was. I was about so, to say, that was my pick. 
it was a three quarters movie for me because once you get to the end, I'm just like, oh, this is awful. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like Wonder Woman is definitely a great movie, but it was like some of that CG and stuff near the end just kind of took me out of some things. And it was kind of actually some of the same reason why I not, was not crazy about uh was disappointed in Justice League. But see, I still enjoyed that ending more than the ending to Civil War. Fair. I thought Civil War had too many endings. That was the problem with that, you know? <laughs> no, that was the problem with The Last Jedi. But anyway. Oh, we're going all the way back to Lord of the Rings? What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Combat movie we are looking forward to in 2018. Oh, I like this. It's a little varied, too. I actually almost forgot about Dirt's pick. I didn't. Well, I'll go with mine. Mine's all the way at the end of the year. So this is going to be like the last movie that comes out in 2018. But it's it's one that my son and I are both really looking forward to. When we first saw the ad, we both like grabbed each other by the arm like, oh, look, look, look. look. And that's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is a CG, um, CGI uh, film uh, that's all about the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man uh, and meeting apparently other Spider-Men from across the Spider-Verse. And the idea of them doing that whole Web Warriors uh, Spider-Man, you know, all over the, the, the parallel universes. That's like, I'm, I'm geeked for it. I can't wait. Nice. Cool. We can't, can't we go wrong with any of our picks? No. Cool. Yeah. There's a couple of pretty big movies that are going to be out this year. So oh, I'm weirdly, so 10th pick, I'm kind of like, I'm still there for, but I don't know. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, okay, they might be trying to do a little too much, but I'm still kind of, kind of looking forward to it. What's funny is that I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, only looking forward to that as a B choice because the A choice means so much more and it's going to be that much more unique. Um, you know, because of the character it's focused on and because of the storyline it's going to be telling, Infinity War is literally Civil War on steroids. You know, it's going to have all these characters being thrust into, into action and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So in a sense, we've seen it, but obviously not against Thanos. But, uh, you know, I like, the, I like that uh, Black Panther is really something, um, you know, fairly fresh. And it's, you know, you get, you're kind of a sucker for kind of an origin story, too. So, yeah, truly. And it's on the horizon. So, right. If you've been around us for any length of time, you kind of know how hyped at least a couple of us have been for it. All right. Now to some comic book categories. Yay. First Finally. Jeez. <laughs> Best penciler. Uh, I'll go first. My pick was Jorge Jimenez on DC's Super Sons. Okay. Which is a solid pick, actually. Uh, I could have gone that way also, but I'm, I'm stuck in, a, in one particular sliver of comic book <laughs> universe for a lot of my stuff. Yeah, and you'll see that very shortly as we go through the categories. <clears throat> so my pick was Jim Chung. Um, his real output was uh, only one book this year and that was uh marvel two and one but i was so geeked for that and when it came out it was just so beautiful just glad to see him churning out a you know a regular sequential work again actually i think he did do other work this year i just thought of it he did um was it the uh, avengers versus inhumans no um humans i mean or uh, spider-man clone conspiracy oh that's right that's right Bam. there you go I had forgotten about that storyline. Yeah, so. I totally forgot about that storyline. I just saw it before the show as I was trying to find some other uh, people to fill categories. Like, oh, yeah, that did happen. So mine was a toss-up, but I went with uh, Francis Manipole for his work on in the, uh, not Infinite Lord, Trinity, because the art in that book was just gorgeous through and through when he, when he was on it. You know? And I kind of hated that he left the book, but, you know, there's nothing you got to do what you got to do. 
Yeah, I mean, he moves from title to title in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And I went with Mitch Gerards from Mr. Miracle. No surprise. Family of uh, Sheriff of Babylon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that won't be the last time you see his name come up. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, no surprise. Even though Dirt has not been on the show for a number of months on his sabbatical, uh, I really had a strong feeling he was going to have Mr. Gerards as a lot. As well, hey, hey. I, I only I only needed the time off until like November, but you guys moved the day of the show to Friday. I mean, that's not my fault. Come on now, man. If only Dirt had just put, been putting his clicks in the in the sheet, though. Yeah, hey, I, I'll go back. I'll go back and, and come back in. Just tell me when I, you need me to start. All right. So now, now we go to best colorist. Yeah. Mine's an old stalwart, uh, Dave Stewart. He uh, did the original Hellboy miniseries back in the day. Uh, he's still doing books all over the place. A lot of stuff for Dark Horse. Um, he recolored um, Hard Boiled from Jeff Darrow um, for their uh, like enhanced version, I think they called it. Um, he's just one of those guys that he can either lay it down flat or he can do like a fully 3D with lots of depth and uh, texture to it. Um, he's just one of those guys who's really versatile. He changes depending on the artist that he's working with. Um, and that's something that I really appreciate with his style. All right. Uh, it looks like Roddy and myself went with Jordi Belair, who does lots of uh, Marvel coloring, always exemplary stuff. Yeah. I mean, the stuff just pops when she, when she colors them. So yep. that's why she's so sought after the bear. And I did Matthew Wilson. From Mighty Thor, kind of else he does. Wicked and Divine from Image. He does some other Marvel work. Oh, Runaways. He used to do Daredevil. I keep wanting to put him on the Daredevil team. Oh, I guess the Captain America book. Oh, the new, yeah, the relaunched Cap, right? Right. So now to Best Artist. All right, so. I guess you want to get yours out the way again, Doug? <laughs> well, Agent I Seventy can do it because we have the same pick. Exactly, yeah. I can join in on this one. It's Mitch Gerard's for Best Artist, and the reason why I chose him for Best Artist is because uh, Mitch also does a lot of his own uh, inking and coloring as well. And I guess that I guess that's pretty much uh, the same thing uh, Dirt would say too. Well, and the thing that that really boggles my mind when I look at a lot of his artwork is that everything he does is digital, but it looks like. He's using like a quill fountain pen to scratch out the the actual artwork, and then there's all these like layers of paint and special effects going up on top of it. But it's it's all being done digitally on his tablet. It just it's so amazing to try to break down how he actually creates a lot of the artwork he does. Well, I have a uh, Takeshi Mizawa, and that's because of his work on Miss um, Marvel. Like the the, the art in that is great, and um, like he has put a little put a little touches in on some of the work and i know i feel like i've read there's i'm not reading mech cadet yeah i was about to say he's doing mech cadet you also and that's pretty good <laughs> so his his art style is great but i feel like there's something else that i actually have been reading that, is, that he's done work on that, I, that i'm drawing a blank on it right now but i just love his art, art style i realized as i was trying to choose my pick that this artist i actually shared a couple of his panels uh, earlier in the year from uh, one of his new series which uh so it makes it a no-brainer on my part because all these scenes, especially these were all action scenes, and they were great. And it was from The Defenders, David Marquez. He had some great fight scenes with Iron Fist and uh, Diamondback. Lots of visual electricity. You could just sort of see the electricity from the panels and the pages. So uh, he also had a new series announced today. Uh, if we were doing news, we'd talk about that, but we're not tonight. <laughs> yeah, next next week's going to be an interesting show. We're gonna, it's going to be uh, two weeks worth of reviews. We're going to have to cut down. 
eh, might have to put another new show in, in the midst of that because it's probably going to end up being too much, but we'll talk about that later. Next is Best Writer. And yeah. we all have four different picks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And none are actually bad picks at all. Not at all. Not at all. So surprisingly for this particular writer, I chose Chip Zdarsky based on, not on any of his uh, creator-owned stuff, but on uh, Peter Parker, uh, The Spectacular Spider-Man, because the way that story has unfolded is just you know phenomenal, and I always get a kick out of reading it. It's always at or near the top of my reading pile whenever uh, new books come out, and that has uh, been released. It's right near, right there near the top, and you know a couple of the storylines have been uh, pretty engrossing. So uh, it was a dark horse pick for me because there are some other uh, stories that I really gave serious thought to, but uh, you know especially work by uh, Tom King. But uh, I, I had the most fun reading this. His stuff. I thought you were going to put two and one, uh, put two and one in that. I mean, no, it's only been one issue, though. But... Exactly, exactly. No, I was definitely basing that off of uh, Peter Parker. Besides, two and one came out this year, didn't it? Yes. No, end of twenty seventeen. Oh, maybe it was like late. Like, it was like December. Yeah. It was like the last the thing in December. Yeah, it was a December book. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I had Dan Abnett. Um, he's a guy. I've mentioned a lot of his work before, especially with Lanning when they were doing all the Nova stuff. I loved all that. I've loved all his space stuff. Uh, but I chose him specifically because of his work on Aquaman. Um, he's turned, you know, basically a story about a guy who talks to fish uh, into something that's really interesting. Um, it's really like I hate to say Game Game of Thrones ish because that's you know kind of the buzz thing that everybody goes to, but it's really about a dethroned king. Um, being separated from his queen, uh, trying to you know fight his way back. Um, he's he's taking on this assumed identity and he's fighting to regain his throne. And um, you know it's it's really a well done story. Um, and I've I've just it's become one of those books. Like Aquaman is actually one of those that I try to read as soon as we get the review copy. I don't wait for the print copy um, because I'm so excited for the story, um, which I didn't expect to be. And I think that's why I went with him over a lot of the other writers because a lot of other writers. You know, I, I expect that, oh, when that book comes out, I want to read it as soon as possible. But Aquaman was never really a title that I thought, oh, that's going to be, you know, one of the marquee books that I try to read um, every month. And it really has turned into one of those. Nice. So that's why I chose Dan Abnett. Yeah. And my pick is Tom King, who took over writing duties on Batman and also uh, teaming up with Mitch Gerards for Mr. Miracle. Kind of a... a may seem like a safe pick, but he's really, especially Batman, because I feel like Batman, it took him a, a couple of arcs to sort of get his footing, but once the sort of engagement with Catwoman was announced, the book's been very, very entertaining, and Mr. Miracle... And see, I'm just, the opposite. That's the reason... <laughs> yeah, I like Mr. Miracle, and I like Tom King a lot, but I didn't choose him because I don't like his current work on Batman. On Batman. I would have... It's driving me crazy on that. No kidding. No kidding. Like I, I sort of felt the same way earlier in the year. Like it was fine, but I feel like it's kind of kicked up another level. Right. I, I'm 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 uh, I'm in agreement with Tim on this. I definitely kind of fell off reading Batman like during the whole, you know, the whole his own Suicide Squad storyline and that and, and all that stuff. I, I I wasn't paying nearly as much attention to. That was Tom King also. Exactly. Like that's when I fell off it. But when I sort of came back on, yeah. you know, right around the time when they had kind of gotten past that and kind of developed the whole Catwoman storyline. Well, I'll just like. Again, we don't need to get off on another 20-minute tangent or whatever, but I, I, I've, can't, I've come to realize I really don't like what his work on Batman has been because it has turned into this idea that somehow Batman is broken. Mm. 
And in order to fix him, he needs to build like this normal life. So he needs to have a family. He needs to have quote unquote kids with the Robins. He has to have Catwoman there to, you know, be his wife. Um, whether or not they actually get married, you know, it's comics. So something will come up. Um, but, but to me, it, it kind of like betrays the basic idea of Batman where he's like a warrior monk who gets rid of everything else in, in the regular world to focus on that one thing that drives him. And the fact that, they're now trying to dismantle that and build this bat family um, within the, the modern mythology. To me, it just doesn't work. And every time I read one of these things where it's uh, Superman and Batman and, and, and uh, Lois and Catwoman and they're going to the county fair and they're talking about eating corn dogs. And I'm just like, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> I want to see him punch people in the face, you know? Wow. So that's been, that's been one of my big problems. Okay. Side note. Have you read uh, white Knight, Batman, white Knight? I, I kind of skimmed through the first one, but I was just like, meh. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, for me, uh, Al Ewing uh, is my pick. And I feel like I said something about him last year. Yeah. About my pick, uh, because he's been just consistently doing fun work. Like, most of his books have been dropped, sadly, I think. I'm not sure if he's, if he's currently... Well, U.S. Avengers, but that's about to leave anyway. So, But his books have been quite fun to read. I almost gave it to Matthew Rosenberg for some of the same reasons, but then I thought about it. I was like, no, Al Ewing kind of has more stuff on this belt that I genuinely just, and just kind of like some people said, you know, it's one of the first books that I end up reading because it's because of his writing, like Ultimates and uh, US Avengers and, and whatnot. So. All right. Most disappointing comic. <laughs> wow. I've kind of figured that would have been Durst, So Yeah, I, I, I like Durst's picture. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm just choosing the entire run of Brian Hitch's Justice League. Uh, thankfully, it's now over. Uh, but it, like you, uh, before I, I, I went on my sabbatical, um, you know, if you guys remember, I got real angry at this book for a while. Yeah. Like yeah. I was disgusted with how terrible it had gotten, and uh, I was getting ready to not buy Justice League for the first time in you know twenty some years. Sure. Um, but I heard that he was leaving the book. And it's like, I, I don't care who's coming on. I, it could be Chuck Austin. I don't care. I'll give him a chance. Oh, more than, Chuck you know, Austin. To it. So, not Chuck Austin. Oh. But yeah, I'm, Brian Hitch is gone from Justice League and I couldn't be happier. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So it looks like Roddy and myself had the same pick. I definitely piggybacked on his once I saw that nomination because then I remembered how bad I thought that was. It will come up again later on. Yeah, it does. It does. And we're speaking of the uh, the one shot Master of Kung Fu number one two one two six. And was it that that was the CM Punk man one, right? Yeah, yeah that was awful. Thanks to the world. I think she deserved much better than that. Much, much better. Later on, but it's just wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tim's pick too. This is an excellent pick. And also, I didn't even think about that pick, but so mine is Mosaic the Marvel title for the new Inhuman guy that launched that was, I think, canceled pretty abruptly. Did it even end in a satisfying manner? I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. So, basically that. I don't think there's much else to be said for it. I see comets that died too quickly. Yeah, they didn't get their uh, their full, their, their fair share, their fair shake. Uh, looks like PC and underscore Dirt myself had the same pick. And that is with Nova. Uh, I've I've loved the Nova books over the last few years, even though different writers, different artists, but um, it's all been very enjoyable for a long time. Um, and then this year just stopped. Yeah, it, it broke my heart. It just broke my heart. 
<laughs> well, I think they're. I think Marvel's maybe trying to consolidate a lot of their their uh, cosmic stuff again. So you know, you've seen uh, uh, you know at least Richard Rider's Nova within the pages of the, the most recent volume of Ga- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now that uh, Infinity Crusade is here, we may see some cosmic stuff coming out of that. So we'll see. Hopefully, um, Nova. Uh, either or, either Sam Alexander, Rich Rider, or both, which is what we were getting, and which I really liked as well. You know, hopefully they'll be able to come back and uh, get their own series. Well, for me, I got a twofer on here. Um, they're kind of they're all related. Black Panther and the crew, and Black Panther World of Wakanda. They both got killed quick, 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 quick. In fact, I believe that every other pick in this uh, in this nom- in this category has had more books. Maybe it's well. Both of them together had the same number as uh, Secret Warriors ended up being, but nevertheless, still, it's bad. They, neither one of them had was given any time to to do anything before they were canceled, and, it, and it's a damn shame. And I'm not going to get into the other things about marketing and whatnot because we've had that conversation before. They sh- they should have had more time. And I put Secret Warriors from Matthew Rosenberg and Javier Guerin. I just actually finished the last two issues last night. And sad to see it end so soon. It uh, sprung from a pretty disappointing comic book event, Secret Empire, and they made the best of it and somehow recruited the X-Men's magic as a semi-member of the team. And it was just loads of fun. Yeah, it was a mismatch crew that that, that you wouldn't think would have worked, but the way it was written and uh, whatnot would kind of made it a real fun book in itself. I was like, okay, yeah, this, this, this crew's a... Uh... Uh, not bad crew to be with. It was, it was kind of funny. Yep. Uh, let's see, books that need more readers. I said Super Sons to piggyback off my Jorge Jimenez adjuration earlier. Sure, you've been a consistent. Uh, you know, you've been consistently behind this book. Is that is is that book not doing well? I'm not familiar with it being a book that. Uh, I know. I just feel like it should get more praise. Well, maybe maybe it just needs more attention, more accolades, but. Uh, I yeah. remember this. I don't think the sales are that bad, but let me. I'm pulling up the uh, Comicron right now. While he's doing that, so I'll go because I know Age of Seventy's got got some to say about here. So I'll just get mine out of the way real quick. So Falcon's in a newer book, and it is not him being Captain America, which I to, to the delight of of a lot of people, I'm sure. But it seems like, and I'm hoping that this is going to give give uh, get some time to to do some things. Like the the writing on it's been pretty good. The art's been great on it, and it's basically showing. Falcon like away from the other stuff, but showing that he is a capable a hero uh, on his in his own right, you know. And hopefully this book will will gain some legs because like it, it actually is a pretty decent book. I had kind of had trouble with uh, this category because there was a couple of them I could have named outside of this one. But sure, right? I guess Jared, did you uh, find uh, the numbers on that? Yeah, um, Super Suns seems to sell around thirty thousand copies, um, which puts it in the second half of the top 100, the 50 to 100 range. Um, It's selling in line with books like Aquaman and Green Lanterns and Trinity and stuff like that, but it it looks like it's definitely lower than Superman and Action Comics and those books. Sure. Okay, so actually doing pretty decent. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, any fan of the show is going to understand what my pick is going to be for this category, and that's Black Bolt. You know, this book by uh, Saladin Ahmed and uh, Christian Ward um, is, you know, always, always just, you know, a killer story and just great artwork by Christian Ward. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of how um, this story has been told so far. 
and I don't think it's very high in the sales um, uh, categories. It's in human, so it's never going to be that high. I think that uh, this is definitely one of those, um, you know, uh, diamonds in the rough, you know, that's out there on the stands. I thought about it. Yeah, it's. I still hadn't got. I haven't uh, caught up with it yet. You were saying, Doug? It's at about thirteen thousand copies. Yeah, that's, uh, that's rough. Which puts mm. it at about one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And should read it, Doug. It's good. Um, and then I had. Uh, it's in humans. I've lost interest. I've moved ah. on. <laughs> I'm seeing other people now. <laughs> um, but I put the the entire newsprint line of comics from Alterna Comics. Um, they do books like Trespasser and Doppelganger. Um, they do have a couple books that I'm kind of like eh, on. Like Scrimshaw was not great for me but there's a new one called go west that's really good my daughter uh is reading mr crypt my son likes uh, amazing age they just do a, a whole line of books but they're all new on newsprint um they're for a dollar or a dollar fifty cover price um and they're full you know 25 30 pages depending on the book um and they are just some of the they're, they're really well done um they don't they don't look like indie comics. I mean, the, the artwork in it is very polished and it looks nice. It's not like, you know, some of these that look like high school uh, kids art projects, you know, that you see that are, that are uh, self-published. Um, but they've really, one of the things from Alterna is they've spent a lot of time printing on newsprint and checking different techniques and different ways of coloring and trying to get, like, how do you get a good look on that gray, you know, grimy newsprint? And they found it. And the, the books look fantastic. They have that nice new comic smell. I here one one time on the show for about ten minutes and just I was going <laughs> on the the comic. It was just it's it's nice high. It's like, high. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But I mean, for, for a line of books that are going to cost you a dollar or a dollar fifty a pop, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Just you know, try them. They have some sci-fi books. They've got um, you know horror books. They've got kids books. They've got you know fantasy. They've got all kinds of stuff on there. There's something for everybody. Cool. Uh, you wanted to go, Tim? Or? Oh, I didn't go. Yeah, I did. No, he did. Next, ca- next category: President Bartlett. What's next? Best comic book potential from currently running books. I went with Champions from Marvel. Okay. Kind of picked up recently, and hopefully the good times keep rolling. Okay. Yeah, you, that one mini event that was kind of meh. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I went with uh, Spider Gwen. I think that uh, the, uh, the the storyline has picked up a bit. Um, I understand the art is not everyone's cup of tea, but I think the story has uh, definitely picked up. Uh, of course, I'm going back to my mainstay with Mr. Miracle. Um, and I think one of the greatest things that it has going for it as far as potential is that it may actually bring interest back to Jack Kirby's fourth world. Hmm. And we may actually see like a revival and a resurgence of a lot of those characters and uh, some of those books. And if there's a fourth world series, even with another writer, another artist that grows out of this, I'll be happy. All right. Okay. And for me, I have uh, Catalyst Prime Noble. It is basically the flagship of the Catalyst Prime uh, universe. It is the one that's most, I see things coming out of that book, but even though that none of the books uh, themselves are connected in any kind of way, but this one is kind of the one that is, more direct to the event that it sprung out of in, in a kind of a way, even though they've kind of gone away from that a little bit, but um, it is definitely the most uh, superhero focused one. If you are into that and they, I, I see they could be doing some more things with it down the line as a, uh, as the books kind of grow. All right. Books we're looking forward to this year. I don't, it, mm, okay. <laughs> What's that? That was dirt speak. I'm like, I don't, He's looking. He's looking forward to the uh, the, the second half. 
Sure. That book would be Mr. Miracle again. <clears throat> I went with where it goes. But I don't know, but run it. I went with Gail Simone and David Baldion's Domino. That's a good pick. Yeah. I went with uh, Exiles from uh, Saladin Ahmed because if what I'm seeing off of Black Bolt, uh oh, that's not good. Um, what I'm what I'm seeing off of Black Bolt is giving me uh, some good feelings about what he could do with uh, Exiles. Nice. And uh, my pick is uh, X Men Grand Design Volume Two. I love Volume One, but it kind of predates um, some of the stuff that uh, I grew up reading. And Volume Two is going to be right in our wheelhouse in terms of what we grew up reading. True. Sure. Everyone went right. Yeah, uh, yeah. We read uh, PC and underscore Dirt's uh, pick while he's uh, uh, dealing with some technical difficulties. Uh, let's see. We can fly through these next two quickly. Yeah. Worst licensed title. I didn't have anything, so same here. I abstained. So I only put Fruit Ninja because why? I didn't read it, but I'm like, this didn't need to be a thing at all. Why? And Doug had Centipede. And I, I can't understand why, because it was a kind of a ridiculous premise for a, I don't know what he would say about it, uh, what, what, what you come back, but I get it because like it was a ridiculous, you know, plot for book, but I don't know. It's silly. And best license title, Doug had Clue. I almost went with that one because it was a good book, but I didn't. Slightly Yours made sense because you've been on this book for all year. Yeah. Yeah, and also Clue too, because Clue, the both of those being licensed books and both of them being miniseries were actually pretty good. But yeah, the, so mine was uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation Mirror Broken because it is the um, I've said it before, it is the um, Mirror Universe book that we never, I mean, uh, series that we never got out of the Next Generation show, right. and pretty good. They they worked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose DC's Hanna Barbera lineup, which yeah. I, We'll, we'll be talking about a little bit more of that too, as we wait for PCN underscore Dirt to get back settled in. Right, now to juicy stuff. Most disappointing event. Is this thing on? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yep. Okay. Got we we breeze through the best and worst license titles. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, most disappointing event. Secret Empire. Myself. Yeah. I... PCN underscore Dirt. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even read Secret Empire, but I know it's the most disappointing thing <laughs> just by listening to you guys review it here on the show. Yeah, it I was playing it. That was a pick, but I but I changed it at the last sec. I like I like Roddy's mostly because Monsters Unleashed was more of a why. Yeah, exactly. and that's exactly why I put it because it did not need to, and it's still going, which is actually actually I love how this is stirred up so no, much. No, I, I can tell you why Monsters Unleashed is a thing. Okay, and it's because my son reads it and he loves it, and it's a Scholastic Book Order uh, number one seller. Wow. Um, okay. What's the other one? Uh, Squirrel Girl, Monsters Unleashed. Um, I knew about Squirrel Girl. Book. I forget what the other one was. But yeah, those are all like everyone's like, why aren't these books canceled? These books don't sell, but they sell on Scholastic. The trade sell in the Scholastic Book Orders in the schools. Well, Squirrel Girl had a had a big. Um, thing or even outside of that though so it has a cult following to it well yeah but cult followings don't sell books i mean true but i mean you know we've kind of learned that in the last year or so um but this like selling trades like you go to the book fairs at the elementary school and you see there are just stacks and stacks of trades of those books and they're just 
you know, people are grabbing them. And they, of course, they sell them at a discount, like five bucks or eight bucks or whatever. But, you know, even I'm sitting there going, eh, for five bucks for the trade, yeah, maybe I will check it out, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, it's a, it's a Trojan horse into the school market because kids go, oh, this is a story about a kid. I'm a kid. I can read that. And then, you know, it pulls them in. Mm, interesting. So now we know. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Exactly. I changed mine to Monsters Unleashed because <laughs> what I originally, what I realized the title I originally had, I, I think started this year or mostly majority of it was this year. So it doesn't count. So you sound like you got some a lead for next year then. Oh, I do. Actually, yeah, I wrote that down. Cool. So most satisfying event. I didn't like any events this year. DC, Marvel, nothing. Or last was, yeah. Yeah. It's a DC landslide for the rest of us. Yeah, so I got to get mine out of the way. Uh, the DC Looney Tunes mashup, because there was a bunch of those I, I kind of uh, dug. I, know, I don't know. I know Doug kind of didn't really care for too, too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. Like, there were, there were oh, like, the people what? watching on video. <laughs> there were like one or two clunkers, but for the most part, they were pretty cool. I yeah, went. for me, it was the button. The Oh, I was just sorry. Jumping on Tim. But uh, I went with Flash and Batman with the button, going back to the whole uh, rebirth, the whole uh, uh, Watchmen parallel universes, Flashpoint. Uh, they went back and found that that whole universe wasn't wiped out. It still exists. It's just in a parallel dimension. And uh, Batman got to meet uh, his dad. He got to, you know, Bruce got to meet Thomas. It was a pretty big thing. And Jay Garrick appeared and then disappeared. And there was another mystery going in with Dr. Manhattan. It was just all of those little bits of stuff mixed together. I thought it was great. And it was a lot of fun to read. All right. And I chose Dark Knight's Metal. Because it's awesome and fun. I enjoy fun in my events and good art. Event we're looking forward to this year. Oh, we got some uh, new stuff from Agent 70. Yeah, so what I put in was uh, the return of Wolverine. You know, I don't know what the event is actually titled now, but uh, we know he's coming back. If that's the one you're talking about, it's not for Wolverine? Well, I'm just calling it because we know he's coming back. I don't, you know, like, I don't know if he comes back at the end of the hunt or if they're going to make a brand new event after that. But I know that's what we're, you know, I'm looking forward to that because I'm tired of dealing with Old Man Logan with his baggage that I don't care for. Yeah. And actually, I just dropped Old Man Logan. Uh, I loved it. You know, when Jeff Lemire was writing it, um, Ed Brisson took over. And at first it was kind of interesting. But, you know, then after a few issues, I was just like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's time to let this one go. Sounds good. Um, but what, what I'm looking forward to, though, is the completion of Dark Knight's Metal, because I can't choose that as my favorite because it's not over yet. And what if it ends on a lemon ending? But I'm hoping it's going to end awesome because it looks like it's going to be phenomenal. And that was mine as well. Nice. And I have Dr. Strange Damnation, which reading about t- today, because I had nothing for this prior to this, but it sounds like um, Annihilation from Magic from reading about it earlier today. Hmm. That makes me curious. Or... As some copies will say, it is Doctor Strange Tarnation. <laughs> they're they're actually doing a variant run where it's going to be called Tarnation instead of Damnation. Oh right, because of her. Yeah, family. yeah. I think tweet about that because of yeah. what? what? So what I ordered the... one of those for myself. I'm like, yeah, I want that variant. I want the variant. I, could, uh, I think they said something about making it more family friendly, so Tarnations in place of Damnation. What? Yeah, it was it was funny. Yeah. Or, what in Tarnation? Oh. Yeah. My pick for that too. God. <sighs> anyway, are you saying Marvel is making another bad business decision here? They're, they're uh, doing something wrong. What? But I wouldn't. I wouldn't push ever put that past Marvel. Get out, everybody! All righty. Worst event tie-in book. Ooh, uh, agent seventy. Oh, check. 
Master of Kung Fu 126 again because that's some awful sauce. He deserved better. I said anything Secret Empire. Did you related? not? I'm just curious, Master of Kung Fu. This is the second time it's come up. Is it just because it was a one issue thing you didn't like it, or what was in that one issue you didn't like? Both. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's some awful stuff in that book, man. It, it, it was bad. Um, and I had I I have not liked the whole DC Hanna Barbera thing. So the Looney Tunes, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, the just none of it. I haven't liked any of. It. There's some of it that was like, meh, you know, it's whatever. Space Ghost, Green Lantern, eh, it happened, but. I've not been a fan of any of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is nine o'clock, guys. My my timer is going off here. Is there anyone that you want to get to before you go? Um uh, well, okay. My my click of the year is obviously Mr. Miracle. I think everybody you know saw that come in. That's no big deal. Um but my my big, my most surprising event tie-in thing i just put how legacy failed Mm. um legacy did not it did not reset anything to the delight of any readers it did not introduce anything to the delight of any readers the the lenticular cover tie-ins people are not we still have stacks of them sitting on the shelf um nobody nobody got anything out of it all it did was make people go oh i can stop reading all these books now I gave them. I gave everybody more of a jumping off point than a jumping on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and until like Wolverine reappears, maybe, um, or we get that new Infinity crossover thing at the same time the movies in the theater, uh, Marvel is just pretty much just kind of lying there, dead, just waiting for something to happen. I would imagine the numbering is not helping either. The renumbering. You know, it it didn't really make a difference. Um, <laughs> people, a lot of people coming in. Yeah. Um, it seems like the stuff they brought back, they brought back the wrong stuff and the stuff that they ignored and kept on trucking with, they kept on trucking with the wrong stuff. So I think maybe the only, I think the only good thing that has come out of all of that is uh, daredevil got his red suit back last year. And you can kind of see that that was kind of working their way into legacy. And that's about the only uh, real positive that's come out of the whole thing. So, all right, I got to take off guys. Thanks for having me back. It's been a pleasure. Um, And then maybe, you know, I, maybe I can I can exchange some more brownie points for doing some nice things around the house. I can be back on again sometime. Got it. Already. We'll see you soon. All right. <laughs> see ya. Alrighty. So, so we're off with best event tie-in book. Right. And PC and underscore dirt's pick is the same as everybody else's. I only piggybacked on all of y'all picked, you know, on everybody else's pick because well, that's uh, me. But, yeah. Well, yeah, because I just wasn't I wasn't that keen on your pick, Roddy. But um, since I didn't really like any of the events, I just chose this one because I remember liking this book. And the book I'm referring to is Batman number 22. So what happened in this? Tim, this is where, um, whatchamacallit, Flashpoint Batman came in, right? Yes. Yeah. That I remember liking that, but, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, like, overwhelmed by it. So, hmm. Whereas for me, I picked the uh, Batman Elmer Fudge special number one because that book was awesome. Actually, also written by Tom King, mm-hmm. if I'm mistaken. Um, it has a DC version, a DCI's version of Elmer Fudd and Batman kind of going at it for a few panels until they decided to they decided to team up. But I thought it was great, and I still think it's great. <laughs> All right, most surprising event tie-in book. I only picked mine up. Uh, I only figured out what my answer was for this after looking at our clicks of the year for 2017. I actually yeah. chose a bunch of the generations books. So and that's how it came to mind too. Yeah, like I actually realized that hey, you know, there's a couple of these generations books that I actually liked. So very surprised by that. Yeah. 
And for specific ones, I picked uh, Generations of the Americas and Generations of the Spiders because, um, especially the Spider-Man one, because I was like, wow, this is, well, one, I didn't think that I was going to read that one too, but it was like, it ended up being a read that was like more competitive than I thought it would have been. Right. Like Peter Parker at his lowest, and then Miles just happens to be there because of time travel. Um, and the Miracle one was uh, Sam Wilson going back through time and re- basically reliving a whole life's work of stuff mm-hmm. and come to present day, which was weird, but um, but that one also was a good read. And I piggybacked off of that as well. Nice. Yeah. Worst gimmick or... Oh, and Doug said how Legacy failed, which right. he already talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. Worst gimmick or variant cover. He actually, he actually mentioned this also. We both... Uh, uh, Roddy and Tim didn't put in a, a nomination for this, but uh, Dirt and I put in the Marvel homage lenticular covers because a lot of them just didn't make sense. And, uh, you know, they just kind of added an unnecessary cost to your weekly pull so like i get that but i really just didn't have any like the needle didn't move for me either way for any of that stuff and i couldn't think of anything else so but i get why that one was a pick and best gimmick or variant cover i had none i just picked back off of last year's the hip-hop covers because there were still a couple of decent ones but they still kind of wrote it a bit long for my taste yeah they were out early in 17 right mm, yeah yeah, I think, well, up until, yeah, I think like up to March or something like that, they still had some going, I want to say. And most disappointing publisher? Oh, wait, Dirt's, Dirt God has uh, Batman's oh. metal, metal covers. He likes metal. the shitty covers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we finally have a clean sweep category. Pretty much. For most disappointing publisher is Marvel. Yeah. And most valuable publisher I also have his Marvel because that's the gift and the curse right there. I kind of, I, I so help me out on this one. Um, cause I kind of wanted to give it to Marvel, but I'm also kind of laying out Lions Forge, but the line that I'm basing out off of is kind of still new and start kind of still growing. So it'd be more most, uh, potential or best potential mm-hmm. publisher more than most valuable at this point, but Got there it. is in it. So I don't know. Still kind of torn. Go ahead and put it. Yeah, I mean, it may show back up. It may show back up next year for similar reasons, but next the time we'll kind of tell on that one. And I said, uh, well, Doug and myself both said DC comics. Right, Doug's uh, PCN underscore Dirt's note was: we sell a lot of Batman, which I don't think that's a very good determination of it being viable. But that's just <laughs> <laughs> listen. That's the backbone of their uh, publishing. Yeah. So, like, do you have nothing else more than that? But yeah. And finally, well, not finally, but clicks of the year. PCN underscore Dirt said his earlier with Mr. Miracle. Yeah, that's no surprise. <laughs> I'm still on the, I, well, one, it's still going, and two, I, I kind of want to see where that ends up. So maybe this year that could happen for me. Right. But I have uh, Miss Marvel because it was, well, one, I looked on the sheet, and that was the, one of the ones that I had more consistently pulled. I kind of had a shout out to Nick Fury, but that one died on the vine. But Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, cons- consistently great book. Nick Fury would have been a good uh, uh, what's yeah, I, I had it. I had it. I too. Yeah, it's it's a shame. So to not have the same pick as someone else, <laughs> I went with Super Sons because I still also enjoyed it this year, this past year. So it's not really cheating. Okay. Like I don't know whose pick you would have been piggybacking on. Um, I picked the Mighty Thor because that is the most consistent read that I have. That again is very much at or near the top of at the top or near the top of my read pile every time it comes out. Cool. And to close out the show, our New Year's comments resolutions for twenty eighteen. 
<laughs> somewhere, but what's funny about this is that I I feel like I've made this particular resolution uh, maybe a couple of years ago when uh, I invested in uh, drawer boxes, and now it seems like I've gotten to the point where my collection has kept growing, and now I need to make time to organize comics again. And Dirt said, which this is a feat within itself. Read everything I buy on Comicsology. <laughs> okay, who also buys a lot on Comicsology? That's a feat. <laughs> But for myself, I have almost put actually eight to seven. I almost put um, finally organized my toy collection, but that was kind of slightly outside of the um, the comics. Yeah, the category, yeah, kind of out of the category. So I have catch up on the comic book TV shows, basically. Not bad. They hadn't really done any of that, especially on the Netflix shows that you keep saying that you haven't watched yet. So yeah, basically. And mine is to dive completely into the Catalyst Prime catalog from Lion Forge. I like. Okay. That. I almost piggybacked on that one actually. I'm trying to figure out how best to do it. I don't know if we're going to be able to get like review right. copies together. I should have sent you the notes. I sent the dirt, the um, uh, Tim. Then I mean, yeah. I said I should have sent you the, the note I sent Tim about that. Then, in terms of gathering that, or well, no, that's a whole that's a separate issue because yeah, we're still uh, working on that. I mean, I have them. I just have to. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I, I need to. I need to get my hands on them so that you know we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. All righty. Wow. That is our show for this week. Yeah, so let me get an ad read in um, since we only did an hour, right? So I'll get an ad read in and then we'll uh, take it home with uh, the musical tribute. Um, you know, sadly, you know, we have to do one. So um, it's, 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 it's sad that, uh, that, that PCN underscore Dirt's not around for our latest sponsor. Our latest sponsor at the CSPN Media Empire is Funko. Fun at first, si- at first sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. And follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at TimDOGG98 and at CBCron. RoddyCast at RoddyCat and at NewsNerdSneed. Agent70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and for RoddyCat, also go to his Instagram, CBCaps. And PCN underscore Dirt is at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. And go to his website, PopCultureNetwork.com. IDComments.com. We'll be back next week with more reviews or actual reviews and comic book news. Uh, two weeks worth. In the abbreviated no. version, because we won't do yeah, everything. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We'll do highlights and best of. Yep. So we are the Comic Book Chronicles and we are signing off. Right. So uh just as a last thing, um uh this past week we we lost a, a singer who uh you know who whose voice definitely played a role in, you know it is uh whose songs and and voice definitely played a role in a lot of uh, our uh listeners uh lives in the 90s and I'm speaking of uh, Dolores O'Riordan who is the lead singer of the Cranberries and um 
you know, I just wanted to play us out with, uh, you know, one of their biggest hits. Um, it's actually the, it's off an album they just released in 2017. It's an acoustic version, and you'll know the song when I click play. So uh, rest in peace, Miss O'Riordan. We will miss your voice greatly. Your 